We bless God. Hallelujah. I want to take this special opportunity to welcome each and everyone to our service. This is Bread of Life Ministries, where Jesus satisfies. Amen. In this week, the Lord is spoken to me. Hallelujah. And do this message. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Isaac offering. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Isaac offering. So the Isaac offering can only be one. There are no double-mindedness about the Isaac offering. Hallelujah. And today I want to talk to you about the blessing of the Isaac offering. Somebody shout amen. How many of you are excited to be here in the presence of the Lord? I don't know about you, but I am super excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 22. Genesis chapter number 22, reading from verse number 1. And I'm picking this from the Amplified Version. Amen. Now, after this thing, somebody say, after this thing, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham. Hallelujah. In fact, let us read verse number one together. Whatever your translation is, I want you to confess that with your own mouth, and I want you to believe it with your own heart. Genesis chapter number 22, reading from verse number one. Let us read Genesis 22, verse number one together. Ready? Go. Now, after these things, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he answered, Here I am. Amen. Does anybody here knows the voice of the Lord? Can you imagine the Lord called Abraham and Abraham could not respond? Amen. He would have missed out on the demand over his life. Or should I say request? Hallelujah. Can you imagine when the Lord called for Abraham? So it is pertinent and crucial that we know the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. My neighbors, he said that my sheep know me and my voice they know. Unto a stranger they will not follow. Like the stranger comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the voice of the good shepherd is to give life. And give it abundantly. You'll miss a good place to shout amen. amen. So the Bible says that after all these things, God tested the faith of Abraham. Amen. So God proved Abraham. Beloved, before God will entrust anything substantial, anything meaningful to you, God will first and foremost prove you. Amen. Beloved, when Volvo made their cars, I was going to talk about Mercedes. I don't own one, so I can't talk about Mercedes. But I own a Volvo, so I can talk of Volvo. When Volvo made their cars, and they said they put a city safety in the car, and said when you activate a city safety mode in your car, and so long as you are driving under 30 miles per hour, and if anything crosses you, the car will automatically stop. The car will automatically break. If a woman being cross you when you are driving under 30 miles, the car will break without your knowledge, without your effort. If another car crosses you, so long as you are driving under 
30 miles and your city mode is activated, the car will stop by its own accord. You don't need to apply the brake by yourself. Why? Because they have proved it. They have done tests. They have done tests with cardboard. They have done tests with human beings. They have done tests with metals. They have done tests with wood. If wood can cross you when you are driving or a tree, the car will stop. And then they put their approval on it. And they add it to the manual. That these are some of the safety features of this car. That if you drive under 30 miles and any car crosses you, any human being crosses you, the car will break by itself without your human intervention. For Volvo to be confident with that, they have proved it, done several tests under several conditions and have worked then they put their uh, uh, they put their approval seal on it. God do not entrust you with anything great without approving of you. Psalm 66. Oh God, that of course meant to ride over our head. You approve us through the fire and by the waters. You of course meant to ride over our head. By you, oh God has brought us into a worthy place, abundant place, a broad place. Beloved, if God does not prove you, he will not entrust anything great with your, into your hands. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So because of the greatness that was ahead of Abraham, the Lord has to prove him to see his heart. Many of us have failed the approval of God. When God was proving us, we thought it was our mind. When God was endorsing us for greatness, we thought it was the enemy. Because the way the approval came, we did not like it. And we will see from scriptures. Many of us have turned our back to the Lord. Many of us have relegated God to the backstage when he has destined us for the front stage. So the Bible said, God said, take now your son, your only son. Ah, you see, God is a, a great God. When God makes a demand, he is specific. In fact, everything about God is about specificity. Praise God. It has to be specific. That is why sometimes when you are praying a general prayer, it takes a long time. You need to be specific. Lord, I need a hundred thousand pounds. Lord, I need a husband, short, tall, white, black, green, yellow, six pack, one pack. Prosperous, rich man. My wife, we went to Scotland some time ago and we were in a shop and my wife found a, among all the things that was there, she didn't pick any down. Bring that to me. Yeah, chocolates, coffee, chocolates, men. The richer, the better. 
So you see, my wife likes rich men. That's why she married me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, when it comes to coffee and chocolate and men, the richer, the better. So there's nothing wrong to say, God, bless me with a, a millionaire husband, a millionaire wife. There's nothing wrong with that. At least if you have a millionaire husband and wife, you will not be struggling with 600,000 tabernacle building for the Lord. Amen. Your husband will just write, Pastor, how much is the building for the church? 650. We don't need to raise funds. We don't need to appeal for funds. 650. Pastor, there's the check. Take it for the tabernacle. So we need rich men in the house of God. Joseph Arimathea, he was not poor. The man who put Jesus in his tomb, the man who went to Pilate and took Jesus' body, he was the richest man of the land. So he could do that for Jesus. He could embalm him. He could put him in a tomb nobody has slept in before or nobody had been laid in before. Amen. So God is specific with his demand. Abraham, now take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Maria and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So if you want to offer the sacrifice, the Lord has a say in it. Amen. Amen. It is not Abraham, offer Isaac to me as a sacrifice anywhere you like. He said unto Maria, one of the mountains, there are several mountains there. But on that particular mountain, I'll tell you why. Because his provision is already awaiting you where his vision is. Somebody said the provision of God is awaiting of my obedience. When you obey God, his provision is already waiting. So Abraham could not just go any mountain to offer Isaac. Hallelujah. Why? Because any mountain he goes, God is not there. But where God is, there is always provision. Somebody say provision. provision. I'm talking to you about the blessing of the Isaac offering. What does that mean? It is the power to prosper, the ability to favor and the, 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 the blessing that comes upon you to make you great without sorrows. Amen. Amen. So when you offer the Isaac offering, when you make the Isaac sacrifice, there is a, an empowerment to prosper. And you see from the word of God how the Lord prospered Abraham and not only Abraham, but the offerer, Isaac, who was meant to be an offerer for the Lord. How the Lord prospered and blessed him. That is what I want to talk to you today about. The blessing of the Isaac offering. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men and with him and his son Isaac. And he split the wood for the burnt offering. And then he got up and went to the place of which the Lord had told him. Hallelujah. Realize that he went to the place God has instructed him to go. Not of his own carnality, not of his own mind, not of his own volition, not on his own convenience, 
than the place God has instructed him to be. Why? Because that was where his provision was. And every obedience commanded a blessing. Every act of obedience commanded a blessing. So on the third day of travel, Abraham looked and saw the place in a distance. Abraham said to his servant, Settle down and stay here. While with the donkey, the young man and I will go over there and worship, and we will come back to you. Please, if you are using a digital Bible or a, a, a hard copy, I want you to underline verse number five. We will come back to verse number five. Amen. We will come back to verse number five. He says that you stay here. When he saw the place God has shown him, he took the servant, you stay here with the donkey. Whilst me and the young lad, we go and worship. Because he did not want any doubters with him. I know this morning, we might have some doubters here online. But I pray that you will not be a doubter. Our last command in the future, Lady Gifty brought out a powerful word, a very revelational word concerning the lepers and the uh, tomorrow about this time, hallelujah, and how he encouraged us not to be a doubter because do doubters don't live to see the goodness of the Lord. Doubters don't live to see the fruitfulness of the Lord. Doubters don't live to see the abundance of the Lord. Doubters don't live to see the overflow of the Lord. And I see an overflow coming to Bread of Life Ministries. I see an abundance coming to Bread of Life Ministries. About two commanding of features, the Lord told us that he's bringing us into our Sheba, a land of overflow. Hallelujah. And it is it's not just one person as a ministry. The Lord is ushering us into the overflow. So Abraham says that, he said to his servant, you stay here and me and the boys, we will go and worship and we will come back. How did Abraham know that he will come back? Somebody say faith. faith. Because he was to make a sacrifice. In Bible time, when you make a sacrifice, you kill. Even right now in today's life, when you make a sacrifice, you kill. Amen. You cannot give the Lord 50,000 and still keep it. When you give the Lord 50,000, it is dead. It's not coming back to you. But supernaturally, the Lord will multiply a good measure, press down, shake it together, and give it back to you. So Abraham had confidence. Uh, I think I'm going ahead of me, but let me just stay in the test. Praise God. Let me just stay in the test. Hallelujah. So underline verse number five for me, we come back. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulders of Isaac, his son. And he took the fire, fire pot in his own hand and the sacrificial knife. And the two of them worked on together. And Isaac said to Abraham, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Isaac said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? This is a very intelligible question. Amen. Every person operating in the Kana will ask this question. And everybody with the wisdom of the world 
will ask this question. Because you cannot offer a sacrifice without a lamb. And now Abraham has promised his son and his servants that we are going to make a sacrifice. They got the sacrificial knife. They got the wood. They got the fire. But where is the lamb for the sacrifice? There's a song we sing, if you bring the fire, I will bring something. Yeah. If you provide the fire, I'll do what? I will provide the sacrifice. Hallelujah. If you provide the fire, so the sacrifice has to be ignited with the fire of God. So Isaac asked, I don't know how old Isaac was at the time, but he had the wisdom to ask his father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? I see we are ready. But he did not know, he did not have the wisdom and the revelation to know that he was the sacrificial lamb. A demand that has been placed upon him by the I am that I am. So if you come to the sacrificial altar and you haven't got a lamb to sacrifice, the ayam provides for himself the lamb to be slain. You miss a good place to shout amen. And Isaac said to his father, the burnt offering, Abraham answered, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two walk on together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar. How many of us know that we must build an altar for the Lord? Hallelujah. Because the altar is the meeting place of Elohim. It is the, it is the place where God commune with his people. It is the place where God encounter his people. Praise God. So the first thing he did was to build an altar because he needed the presence of God. He understood, you know, the patriarch and the all-time believers understood the, the significance of altar. So Elijah, the prophet, will prepare and repair the altar that has been broken down. Because the altar of God has been broken down, that is why we don't see the manifestation of the power and the miraculous. So for us to experience the power and the miraculous of God, the altar that is broken down must be repaired. Amos, check out. David must repair the altar of the Lord that is broken down. So he re restored the altar of praise and worship. Are there any altars in your life that needs to be repaired? The altar of his presence, of his worship, of his prayer, and of the word. Amen. So the Bible says, he built an altar and arranged the wood and bound Isaac, his son, and place him on the altar on top of the wood. And realize that when he bound Isaac, Isaac did not utter a word. Isaac did not resist. He surrendered himself. He's a child of the promise. 
He did not hold back. I believe Isaac could have fought his father and freed himself. Because at the point where he was born and seeing the altar is prepared, the wood are laid, fire is ready, there, there is no way out. He could have fought his father, like many of you, and just freed himself. But we don't see Isaac questioning his father. Why are you bounding me? Why are you tying me up? Why are you, do you want to kill me? I didn't know you were a murderer. I thought you loved me. Why do you come bring me this far and you want to kill me? And what's going to happen to mom? Hey, you are taking me away from my mother and you have brought me into this jungle and you want to slay me so that nobody will know me. He did not utter a word. But before he has asked questions, his father, where is the lamb? And he did not know that he was the sacrificial lamb. So, like this sheep, he was led to the slaughter concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. He did not open his mouth and utter a word. A typology of the sacrificial lamb of God. A sacrifice that talks too much is no sacrifice. You give money to the church, the whole world will know. It is not a sacrifice. There's a need in the church. You meet it. You go on Facebook. Look what I've done today. My church needed the money to buy a tabernacle and I gave them 100 pounds. I gave them 50 pounds. Praise God. You go on Twitter, Instagram, and you put it there. It is no sacrifice. Sacrifice is killing. You do it, you, you, you want to hide, you want to run away. You don't want anybody to know because it is, it is like a dagger to your heart. Can you imagine? Abraham, after he has been promised in Genesis chapter number 12 to a father of many nations, a great nation, and did not have anyone. After he has waited in his own age, giving birth to Isaac, when he really talked that the God, promise of God will not happen and that he went into Hagar and had Ishmael. And yet the faithfulness of God, God brought his word to life. May every word of God concerning your life come to glorious manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how long it has taken. He is faithful. If he has spoken it, he will bring it to pass. And can you imagine when now Isaac is on the scene. How Abraham loved him because he was a, a son of a promise and a child born to him in his old age when his strength was no more. Can you see the pain? Like God, if you are going to do this, why have you done this to me? I would have been better without him than I know that I, I was childless. He did not ask a word. Sacrifice has an element of death. You cannot sacrifice and still be alive. It is death to self, death to finances, death to poverty, death to sin, death to anything that impedes the advancement of God in your life. 
So in Bible time, they will call for a sacrifice. Amen. Because when they offer the sacrifice, what it, signif what it signifies is, I am dying to this. That which overcame me, I am dying to it. It will no longer overcome me anymore. So whilst he was about to kill, to sacrifice his son, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and answered, here I am, I am I. And the Lord said, do not reach out with the knife in your hand against the boy and do nothing to harm him. Do nothing to harm him. The Lord will not permit anyone to harm you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Even in your lack, in your obstacles, in your pain, the Lord will not permit anyone to harm you. Abraham thought for a second that God did not like him. That God wants to put a dagger through his heart. That God loved him more than anything. But it was just that God wanted to put his approval seal upon him. God wanted to prove his heart. God wanted to believe if Abraham would believe him. If Abraham would trust him and give back to him which he has given unto him. Mind you, this man has been without a child for a long time of his life. And God bless him. Isn't it an irony? That the very things God gives us, we run away from him with it. And that is because we have no faith. That is because we have no trust. Abraham believed God that if God has given him Isaac, he can give him a thousand times more. For now, I know that you fear God. So before all this thing, the promise came to him. He obeyed. God did not really prove the heart of Abraham that he feared him or reverenced him. Until this time, Genesis 20, 22. Praise God. So you've got to be proving that you are well able to handle that which I'm about to give you. And I believe as a church, God has proved us many times. Amen. And it is not just because he wants to harm us. It is just because he wants to prepare us for that which is ahead. God cannot give us the city if we are not proven. Amen. And how God prove us as a church? He will prove you, Nessa. He will prove you, Don. He will prove you, Martin. Minister Teresa, the Lord will prove you. And the Lord will prove me. Until the Lord comes to the realization or the point that now I know bread of life ministry will lead men to me, will not lead men away from me. Like many of you, you've got so many people following you on Instagram and Facebook, but how many of those people following you are following Christ? And how, what are you doing to let them follow Christ? Amen. From now, I know that you fear God with reverence and profound respect, since you have not withheld, listen to this, since you have not held back, and this morning we have ministered a song, I give you my all, I will not, without holding back, 
and you ask yourself, we have sung this song. What am I holding back from the Lord? And what am I holding back that is causing my marriage to go down? That is causing my education to go down? That is causing my business to go down? What am I holding? Are you willing to release? You see, the blessing is with not holding back from the Lord. But releasing it in a sense, Peter, check him out. Hallelujah. You have not withheld from me your son, your only son of promise. Why? Sometimes because of poverty mentality, we want to hoard and withhold from God, even when he asks. When he's proving us, we want to withhold from him. When he has given everything to us, Bible says, what do you have that you have not received? Amen. Everything that we have has been given to us. Because you have not withheld your son from me. The only son of child of promise. Then Abraham looked and glanced around and behold, behind him was a caught in the ticket by his horn. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for burnt offering, ascending sacrifice instead of his son, Isaac. So Abraham named the place the Lord will provide. That, and it is said this day, on the mount of the Lord, it will be seen and provided. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Abraham and the, from heaven the second time and said, by myself, verse number 16, I want you to underline that, by myself on the basis of who I am. Amen. If you are with us on Monday prayer meeting, we had a revelation of I am. Amen. By myself on the basis, on the credibility of who I am, I have sworn an oath because there is no one greater than I am. Declares the Lord that since you have done this thing and have not withheld, that please the Lord. And have not withheld from me your son, your only son of promise. Indeed, I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your descendants like the stars of the heaven and like the sun of the seashore and your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies as conquerors. Through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And many a time we go, we are the seed of Abraham. But yet we always withhold from the Lord. If we be seed, Abraham did not withhold from the Lord. He did not hold back from the Lord. He gave everything because he had faith to believe that if God has given, he can give a thousand times more. And Bible says, so Abraham returned to his servant and they got up and went 
with him to Bathsheba and Abraham settled there. Can somebody read Genesis 22, verse number five for me? Genesis 22, verse number five. I know God will not give us such a word if he's not ready to prove us. Genesis 22, verse number five. Dickness, Betty, go on. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Amen. Amen. And we will come back to you. How did that happen? And how did that fulfill or became fulfilled in verse number 19? So Bible says, so Abraham returned to his servant and they got up and went with him to Bathsheba. But before verse number 19, Abraham had faith and belief and confidence in God that God will not allow Isaac to be harmed. You miss a good place to say amen. Now I want to give you three keys to unlocking the blessing of Isaac offering. Before I give you those three keys, many of you have been very faithful to the ministry and to the kingdom and to the call of God. And as a pastor and myself and Lady Gifty and on the leadership, we are really grateful for your support in ministry commitment and dedication, hallelujah. I see a lot of Abraham in Bread of Life Ministries in the mighty name of Jesus. And you have been very faithful. And I want to salute you, myself and Lady Gifty. Hallelujah. I want to salute you properly. Praise God. And the leadership of Bread of Life Ministry. We want to salute you as, as the leadership of Bread of Life Ministry to all of you who are here today. And for standing with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 26. I said I will give you three keys to unlock the blessing of the Isaac offering. Before I do that, let's go to Genesis chapter number 26. Verse number 12. Then Isaac planted seed. This is the same Isaac in Genesis chapter number 22. Asking the father, this is the fire, this is the knife, but where is the lamb? In the same Isaac, Abraham bounded and tied and put him on the sacrificial altar, ready to strike with the knife and heard the voice of the Lord. This is the same Isaac. Now he is of age and he has planted a seed in the land as a farmer and reaped the same year a hundred times. As much as he had planted and the Lord blessed him and favored him. So the, the, the blessing of the Isaac offering is not only on the offerer, but also their generations. Is there anybody here who wants to leave generational blessing? 
we, we, we do a lot of generational curses. But you want a generational blessings to follow after you. You need the Isaac offering. Amen. So the Bible says, and the man Isaac, verse number 13, and the man Isaac became great and gained more and more until he became very wealthy and extremely distinguished. Is there anybody who at the level of greatness, but you want to become more and more and become very wealthy and very distinguished. I love the way that King James Version put it. He said, the man Isaac, the man was great. He was great. So you could not remove greatness from Isaac. Amen. You could not remove, he was washed with greatness. And went forward. You know, you know, sometimes some people have businesses, the business boom, and then the business collapse. Isaac business did not collapse. It boomed and it boomed and it boomed and it boomed. Praise the Lord. So he was great. He went forward. He grew until he became very great may that be your portion in jesus name i say he moved forward until he became very great the board west translation says that he continued to be successful becoming very rich i said to you there is nothing about richness amen we need it to do kingdom work Amen. So to run up and to end my service before I give the three keys to unlock the, the Isaac offering. Are you going to be like Abraham? Or you are going to be like Ananias and Sapphira? I believe today we have the opportunity to shape our future, to shape the future of our children, to shape the future of our grandchildren, to shape the future of our city and our destiny. Abraham made that decision in faith, in trust, and in obedience. Those are the three keys to unlocking the blessing of the Isaac offering. Today, the Lord is demanding of us an Isaac offering. Isaac offering is not an offering you give and you keep. It is not an offering you hold back. It is an offering that leaves you and feels like a dagger has gone through your heart. But God will not permit anyone to do you harm. When God demands an Isaac offering, he is trying to get things to us. God came to Abraham and said, now I know God wants to prove us. Hallelujah. God called Abraham. I believe I am sounding a call to somebody in this service. Are you hearing God calling you or you are hearing Pastor Eric talking to you? 
Can you imagine if God called Abraham and Abraham could not descend the voice of God? Abraham believed God when it did not make sense. I will make you bless your descendant and then the very one you have given, you want to take back from it. But Abraham believed to the core. The number two key is trust. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter number three, verse number five. Say trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Why? Because it is very difficult to trust with the mind because the mind will be doing the logic. I've got this bill to pay. I've got this bill to pay. I don't have enough. I've, I've got so much need. I need to do this. I need to do this. So the mind will always tell you it is not the right time to sow. The man will tell you, you have given already. You cannot give anymore. But I said, trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Understanding deals with the mind. If you want to understand the logic behind this, nobody will give. Amen. But Abraham trusted God that if God has given him Isaac, he can give him a thousand times more. If God has given him Isaac in his old age, what can he not do? Beloved, to unlock the blessing of the Isaac offering, it is not because Abraham had many sons. Even though Ishmael was there, the demand was on Isaac. God was specific. He said, there's the one you love, the one with the promise. The third key is faith. Abraham had faith. Verse number five. We are told that Abraham told his servant, you stay here and the donkey, whilst me and the Lord go yonder and worship and you come back to you. Beloved, if that is not faith, I don't know what is. Faith is the belief in the unknown. Faith is the belief of the unseen. He did not know, but he had faith that God will not permit any harm to come to the boy Isaac. So before they came, he had decreed. Amen. Abraham had faith. Hebrews 11 says, say, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we must please God, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. This Three keys will lock the blessings of the Isaac offering. And I believe many of you have given sacrificially. Praise the Lord. But I believe that God wants to make us was great and become extremely distinguished. And I tell you, in this city, you will be extremely distinguished. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May the God of heaven, the possessor of the heaven and the earth, the one who gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, I pray that the sowers among us, the Lord will supply seed. And I pray that the bread eaters, that you will not eat your bread. Like the young boy who gave his lunch, Five loaves and two fishes. 
that went ahead to feed over 5,000 men, excluding women and children. Today, you will be that boy, that girl, that man, that woman, who will give the little that you have to feed many. That which in your hands, in God's hands, create miracle. Your 2,000 in your hands is not much, but in the hands of God, he can work a miracle with. May the Lord work miracle with your giving in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. And have a great week. We look forward to serve the Lord with you. May the Lord prosper your week and favor your cause. May you never come to a point in your life where you have nothing to give. But may you be a kingdom builder in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you and keep you. I look forward to serve the Lord with you. God bless you.